tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome to Monday Night Football Playoff Edition. <laughs> Teeny Couches and Puberty. Yeah. No, you know, I forget wh- which coach it he was. was. The Colts. He, yeah, Colts he had. Coach. It was, the, uh, was um, it? Yeah, he was a head coach of the Colts in 2003 when I, he went off on that rant. Yeah, and he's like, I'm playoffs? Gonna look it up. Playoffs? Like, he did this whole, like, yeah. we're not even thinking about playoffs. Like, just, it's funny. It was, if you see it, then you'll understand it. I understand. Anyways, I'm your host, Christina Kaplan. I'm joined by. I'm Kevin John. And yeah. I. Happy to be back with you guys. Hey Sorry. guys, I'm Steph Z. Sorry, Sorry, Steph. Sorry for interrupting you, but that's just the way it goes over here. It does. Yes. It does. So we had a wild card weekend this weekend. Um, the three of us caught one game together, um, Carolina and Arizona. It was really fun to it watch was. with you guys. I mean, I love busting you guys' balls when we talk, but or it was in person. Really fun to watch. Yeah. Hey guys, I know we're about to get the show started, but as people talking about sports, I feel it's only necessary to do a moment of silence in honor of Stuart Scott. Right on. Yes. Okay. We, were, we were getting to that, but yes, we are very sad to hear that Stuart Scott passed away, obviously way too young, 49 years old. His, he had two you know, beautiful kids left behind, girlfriend, lots of family, tons and tons of fans. Um, he was such a pioneer in the sports broadcasting world with all of his, you know, little sayings, cooler than the other side of the pillow. Booyah! Yeah, yeah. All, all, his, all of his memorable sayings. It'll be hard to watch SportsCenter. I know for me to watch SportsCenter and not see him there ever yes. again. Um, he, I know he just touched so many people's lives, and it's just really sad that cancer has taken so many people way too soon. It has, and I mean, you know, the cancer is one of those things that knows no age or gender or skin complexion or anything. You know, it doesn't discriminate, and you know, everybody is vulnerable to it, which is unfortunate. But um, you know, the thing that I want to say about Stewart is, you know, and he. I honestly think he single-handedly revolutionized sports media. Like, you know, there was really nobody before him that was doing what he did. The way he incorporated hip-hop slang and, you know, his references to artists and pop culture and, you know, the most, you know, one of the things that was just, you know, amazing about him was the fact that he had so much fun doing it. You saw the joy in him day in and day out and you felt like you were sitting up talking to him, you know. He was so relatable and, um, you know, I, I was really blessed to be at the ESPYs this past July to see him. Yeah, give his speech, which was extremely profound, um, when he accepted the Jimmy V Courage Award. And, uh, you would have never known that he was sick or, or at that, I mean, obviously we know he was diagnosed with cancer, but you wouldn't have known the, He had um, just gotten yeah, out of the hospital he like a day just before. Got out, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You wouldn't have known how extreme his illness was at that particular point in time because he went up there, he smiled, he was, uh, wonderful, he spoke with people afterwards. I got a chance to shake his hand and he was just a really, really nice guy. So, he definitely, definitely will be missed and yeah that's that's the one thing that i just wanted to add real quick is that i do feel like he was the one like you said that pioneer it's different it was different with him it's and it's something i feel like you know we almost try and do here too is like we make it like we're in people's living room just so we want to make it relatable like yes we know our stats and there's preparation and all that stuff and he knew all that as well but it was anyone could listen to him and understand and feel part of it and any normal person that liked sports would be like yeah I know what he's saying I can then it just I don't know it's a very sad thing to wake up to so um, he will be missed let's do that moment of silence Stephen (laughs) 
Wow. And also, I don't know if anyone saw the UNC. Obviously, that was his alma mater, but they did yes. a phenomenal tri- uh, tribute to him today. All the players put stew on their jerseys oh, yeah. when they went out and took it. And obviously, I mean, there's there's probably going to be numerous uh, tributes and teams paying homage to him over the, as the weeks uh, come. But it was just a really awesome, uh, you know, way to just commemorate him and yeah, uh, you know, j- just just pay respect to somebody who was. Truly, in a league of his own, and carved his own path, and yeah. man, he's universally he loved. Yeah, the, you know, I mean, I feel like there's some sportscasters and people that you see, like you know, that they're knowledgeable, but you're kind of like, man, why does he have to say it that way? That guy's kind of a know-it-all, or he's kind of a jerk, or whatever. And, this, and <laughs> Stuart was just like likable. You know, which is kind of amazing. And, you, you know, speaking of being likable, one of the th- things uh, that was really admirable about his journey was when he initially started on SportsCenter, he wasn't well-received. You know, it was met with a lot of criticism. You know, people, even uh, to, to my understanding, even people that work within ESPN weren't necessarily, um, you know, uh, affirming of his style. But through it all, you know, he stayed true to himself. And that was the thing. You know, he was always himself, always true to himself. And you grew on him. And if you weren't a fan, you became a fan. Because um, he had the style that really captivated anyone. You know, whether you were a stockbroker on Wall Street or the child in the inner city ghetto, he can relate to you, regardless of who you are. Well, it was inclusive, the way he talked about everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, before I start crying again, it's so sad. Like, every time I see one of those tributes, it just makes me tear up because it's just, it, cancer is so horrible. It, it, it never takes, I mean, not, nobody deserves to die, but it always feel like it takes the best people, you mm-hmm. know, at, at the worst times. Yeah. So, it's sad. Um, he'll forever be remembered in the sports world and just in general for being such a great person. So, We'll dedicate our playoff edition Monday Night Football tonight to Stuart, and we miss you and love you. You know, I think I'm going to use a lot of his slangs tonight during the show, so just bear with me when I go all Stuart Scott on y'all. So as I was saying, we watched the Panthers-Cardinals game together, and... Steph and I chose the Panthers. Kevin and we were right. Kevin so yeah, was actually, wrong. I guess we should say before we get into Our it. Picks. So uh, yeah. last week, from the last week of regular season, Steph went twelve and yes, were you twelve and four? Yes. Kevin and I were eleven and five, and Thaddeus was like nine seven and, and nine. He was a lo- yeah. he had a losing oh, record. Oh, he was seven I think. and nine, not I think nine and seven. Was. I think I have the text. I'll look it Whatever. up. Whatever he did, he did a lot worse than all of us. So you're right. Um, and then. We made our picks because we didn't have a show last week, so we made our picks amongst ourselves. And your girl here and went seven, four is. and four. Oh, psh, I um, went three and one. Steph went three and one. Two Kevin and went two here. and two, and Thaddeus went one and three. So, <laughs> I, I think the girls' records are beating the dudes. I'm I just think saying. so. That's well, right. Give it here. Give it here. Girl power. Girls, That's you guys have been say. doing pretty good the last two times. I, I, I must say this. You guys. What must, do you mean the last two times? I've been leading the entire you, you season. You right, have. but now with That's, yours. And mine with the twelve and four. I'm painting I think you, on Thaddeus. Yeah, I think you have. I think too. he's still. We'll have ahead. our fantasy stats guru. Yes, will help us all. Yeah. That you one can get us sure. all sorted. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. So the Panthers defeated the Cardinals in. Were they in Carolina? Yes. Yeah, they were in Carolina. Um, I knew. I just had a feeling the Panthers. They had that great final win against the Falcons for the NFC South title and they just kind of got that little extra breath of energy and had the momentum going for them and the fact that the Cardinals have been struggling at quarterback um, I knew that the Panthers were going to win that game I didn't think it would they would be as dominant as they actually were their defense played really well because uh, right here we have the stats. Arizona had 77 yards of total offense, whereas Pathetic. Carolina had 386. It was bad. It was. I felt bad for them. Let me yeah, say this: you I will did. never win a playoff game with 77 total yards. Clearly, it will not happen. It's it's and, sad because Bruce Arians, I think, is such a great coach. Oh, he did a great job. He with is this an year. amazing coach. Um, 
and they, they had a chance. If Drew Stanton, so obviously, well, Carson if Palmer, Carson, Carson yeah. Palmer, obviously, if he wouldn't yeah. have gotten injured, that would they would have been fine. But even Drew Stanton was able to kind of carry the team for a while. Um, if he wouldn't have gotten injured, I feel like they probably would have defeated the Panthers. Oh, Ryan yeah. Lindley just he couldn't get anything going. He can't. He couldn't connect with any receivers. He's just not that good. He's a you know, third string quarterback. Yeah, I mean, played he played terrible. like a third string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you got to understand that, you know, this is a Cardinals team that w- when uh, Palmer initially went down with 6 0, they were leading the NFC West by several games and probably, arguably, could have still won the NFC West had Palmer stayed healthy through the duration of the season. Right. So, um, you know, it, it, it just felt like a great season was taken from them yep. when both. It, it was just like, you know, a, a bunch of bad luck, you know, which was unfortunate to, to, to Arian, like you said. But but the Panthers give them credit because the thing with the Panthers is, you know, they came in with a losing record. They made the playoffs yeah. with a losing And there's a lot of people talking about, oh, they have a losing record. The NFC South is a whack division because some of the loser records are going to be on there. I think the Panthers came in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Like, they had something to prove. Yeah. Like, look, we may have a losing record, but we deserve to be here just like any other team with a winning record. And I, you know, include that is, um, with the adrenaline with the crowd. And, you know, I, I, I give them credit. Just as much as Cardinals played bad, you know, the Panthers still had to put points on the board, and they did. Yeah, they're the, they're the second team in NFL history to win a playoff game with a losing record. The first time was 2010 Seahawks. And they also. The Saints, I think it was. Um, I'm not sure. But they've also won the NFC South for the second consecutive season, which is the first time. They're the first team since the division was created in 2002 to win back-to-back seasons, which is pretty cool for them. Um, but, yeah, you're right, Kevin. We do need to give them a little bit more credit because they did come out and they played hard. Mm-hmm. And Cam Newton was a machine. Yeah, he got hit he so many got, times. He just kept getting up and it was like he was like the Terminator just like getting up and walking over with all his like all his gear yeah. on to keep him safe with a broken back two weeks ago or fractured whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that guy, man. I've heard a lot of talk about him and saying that he's like a wuss. And I, I give it to him. I do not agree. I think he's a warrior. He, sh- yeah. he showed some, and not just physical toughness, but I think he also showed some extreme mental toughness down the line as well. And Cam, I mean, he's a huge, I think, like, as far as body size, I want to say he's the tallest starting quarterback in the league. He's 6'6", six, six, or 6'5", six, I believe. Hmm. So, you know, um, he's, he's a big guy. And you just saw his durability and, um, you know, just, just, just his, his will to stay in because there were a few times when he was knocked out, like, you know, uh, I wouldn't say cold, but he was down for a while, but he got right back up, like you said, like a, a Robocop or Transformer, whatever yeah. you called him. Yeah. And, you know, he, he kept going. So I think that's just a testament to his strength as well. Yeah. Um, I think their Achilles heel, though, is that he just doesn't really have anyone to throw to. Um, Boy, they got rid of Steve I mean, Smith. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to the Super Bowl or nothing, no, no, but no. they played a good game. So, right. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I think, and I like that they oh, proved sorry. it. That so, I think we should do it like this. We'll talk about each game, and then we'll talk about the winner's next opponent. And then we'll make our predictions at the end like we always do. But So, let's talk about now the Panthers face the Seahawks in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, I A lot of people are, are saying that they think there's a possibility that the Panthers will win this game. Oh, no. Simply on the sheer fact of, of momentum. But I just can't really... It, maybe if it was in Carolina, I would give them a little bit more of a, you know... I kind of feel like they might win. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, I feel like the Seahawks have... I don't know. I mean, the Seahawks are great. Don't get me wrong. I love Pete Carroll. But I just feel like they might show up to this game a little lackadaisical. And I feel like Cam Newton and the Panthers want it more. Not that the Seahawks don't want it. You know right, what I mean? But, but they're, they're, they have more to hungry. prove, kind of. Right. Yeah. And they had something to prove being that their record was less than 500. They had something to prove, and they did. Now they have something to prove that they're go- not only Cam Newton and Russell Wilson's the battle of like newer rookies not that either one's a rookie but you know what I mean they're- and now they're like we're going to go to Seattle we're going to face that 12th man and we're going to win I yeah. think both of you guys are out of your minds I don't think there's a chance I never said I know. 
I never a said. chance in hell that they are going to win. You think they're going to get I mean, crushed? They, I, I'm I don't not, know. I want to no, believe it. I'm I'm not, not, I like the underdog. No, no. I'm not sitting there saying they're going to get obliterated or whatnot. I mean, the Seahawks will be respectful in the manner that they give them a whooping. Um, I don't think it's going to be a you know what they did to the Broncos in the Super Bowl last year. But I will say this. you got to realize you made a very good point earlier, Tina. Cam Newton has no one to throw to. Yeah. The, le- the leading receiver last game was Whitaker. Yeah. And he had one reception for 39 yards. Fozzie. And he's going against... Fozzie, yeah, Fozzie. Yeah. Exactly. And he's going against the best defensive secondary, arguably... That we've seen in the last decade. I know. So unless Cam finds some weapons or somehow figures some magic out over a week, I don't see any way he's going to be able to put up points on them. Yeah, because even Jonathan Stewart, as probably he was, was Jonathan Stewart their lead rusher. Yeah, John, yeah. Uh, 123 yards. Yeah, so even with he's a good running back, but I don't think that he's going to be able to get those numbers against the Seattle Seahawks no defense. Way. No, I'm not saying I'm going to pick the Panthers. Yeah, I'm no, let's not saying, say it, but no. You're just saying upset alert, upset alert. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's anything can happen. We've seen this happen time and time again where a really good team comes into a game thinking, oh, it's just the Panthers, you know, we'll be fine. Whereas, you know, their mental state is not in the same place as the Panthers coming in like, we have to win. We mm-hmm. have to scratch and claw and bite yeah, our yeah. way to the top. Whereas the Seahawks are like, oh, it's this will be an easy win. Cam Newton, and and wh- sometimes that happens where it's an upset. So yeah. you never know. Um, I do think that the Seahawks it's gonna it would be really shocking if the Panthers pulled it off yeah. in Seattle. Like I said before, if they were in Carolina, maybe I could give them a little bit more credit, but in Seattle, with Seattle having a bye week, they've been able to prepare Oh, they're all rested and ready to go. Believe me, there, there there is nothing I'd rather see, Tina, than for the Carolina Panthers to go in there and upset the the Seahawks. Partly because they're the division rival with my team, who obviously didn't make the playoffs. But you know, I I I, I would love I would love for them to go in there and upset it. Would that happen? Probably not. Yeah. Highly unlikely. But it would be great because that's a great, that's the nice thing I like about playoffs. You have teams that win by any means necessary. If that means Cam Newton's going to be out there playing with two dislocated ankles, um, a broken collarbone and six concussions, he will be out there doing that, you know? Yeah. That's why it's kind of football is, is, it's so playoffs are so much more intense. Whereas, you know, in basketball and baseball, you've got what seven games in both seven game series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Both. Both those um, sports. Well, the exception of baseball is wild card, but yeah, right. But but this it's one game, and yeah. and you've seen time and time again one game anything can happen. Absolutely. So someone like the Panthers could hit a lucky day and catch Russell call. Wilson on a. Yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Uh, catch Russell Wilson on an off night or something and pull out a victory by three points by a field goal. You know, you never know what could happen. Yeah. So that's why, you know, these playoffs, it's, it's, yeah. it's really like fight to the death. For, for some teams because... There will be blood. Yeah. Yeah, there will be blood. Blood and guts. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of blood and guts, we can... Well, did you want, I didn't want to well, say more about Carolina? Well, before we move on from the Carolina and Arizona game, I just wanted to say that now that the Cardinals are out, um, the Jets are interviewing the, D- the defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, hmm. because we don't have a head coach or a good defense. GM. <laughs> yeah. And I was there yes. on the field to see the, the Jets beat the Dolphins on the yeah, sideline. Yeah, I'm really glad that I went. I sympathetically chose the Jets for you, oh, and it, it ended amazing. up working out in the you know the way that we wanted it. Thaddeus yeah. was the only one that couldn't choose the Jets. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, had so to I just, I just had to bring in my Jets somehow. Yes, we don't have a GM or a head coach, but we had a, a victory. We sent Rex out with a win. We squished the fish, and I go. was there. And I won I, lots of bets. Um, when I, I had to work, obviously, that next Monday, and so I was doing the stick, which is the little side ticker, and it, that changes topics or whatever. And so I have to come up with, like, clever little sayings for, instead of just saying, like, you know, Jets defeat Dolphins, I said Jets drown Dolphins. Yeah! Oh, there it go. Uh. You know my. Um, Why did you send me a picture? Of that? I know I should have. My favorite, my favorite one from that that day was um, Seahawks silence the Rams. <laughs> Isn't that good? She's like, let me pat myself yeah. on the back. <laughs> I loved it. 
Anyways, like I said, blood and guts. Let's talk about the Ravens Steelers. I was not unable to watch the entire game, but every time I checked in, it seemed like the Ravens were dominating, <laughs> which is what I thought would happen. Whatever, dude. What a storied rivalry we have, though, between these two teams. So just the fact that they had to play each other in that first wild card uh, playoff game is is good. So, okay, first win versus Steelers in the postseason. Well, you know, I'll say I thought it was a you know really good game. I honestly think I picked the Steelers to win it. Um, that was one of the ones that I did not. Uh, yeah, you chose yeah, the Steelers. I did choose the Steelers just because you know I felt that they were hungry this year, and you know they and had they some, were at home. They it were was at the home. Logical pick. Yeah. Wait, but do we really think? Maybe I'm jumping your gun over there, but like, do we really think Joe Flacco is like? The man. Do you realize he just won a Super Bowl two years ago? Yeah. And was MVP? You, you're, the answer to the question can be yes. I'm asking, do you think he's the man? Because I don't think I feel he gets like enough credit. Season, that's what I'm saying. Is he get... underrated? Because yeah. I feel like all season we haven't really talked about him enough. I mean, I know that the Ravens might not have played Monday Night Football, but we kind of go over topics of... I think we had them one or game. Or maybe once. So maybe. What yeah. was their record this year? But, you know what I mean? Like, we, we kind of have 11 and 6. He's been one of the quarterbacks that's five. come Well, yeah, so... Oh, yes. He's no, been so they 12 were, and 5. So they were, sorry, 10 I'm and sorry. 6. I'm go sorry. Ahead. He's been one of the quarterbacks that we haven't really brought up in conversation much. Like, we've talked about Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Like, we've talked about all these other ones that, like, are the underrated quarterbacks, but is he, like, under underrated? Like, do you think he's that good? Do you think he can win a Super Bowl? Well, speaking of the, the speaking of the collapse of Carolina's passing offense, you know, Flacco just got one of Carolina's best weapons this year, and he has been utilizing the hell out of Steven Smith. Well, and, yeah, Steve Smith has had an outstanding season oh yeah, with, right. with the, the Ravens. He fits so well into that organization. Absolutely. And Absolutely. In, in, into that offense. And I think that he... Do you have his um, receiving stats there? Yeah, he uh, he was he had five receptions. He broke a hundred yards, hundred and one yards uh, receiving in the game. On, so it was uh, like that's like an average night for him. The mm-hmm. fact that he only broke barely broke a hundred yards. You know what I mean? So I feel like if going up against the Patriots, the Patriots' defense is nothing to write home about. I think that if Joe Flacco and Steve Smith can can connect. And, um, you know, stay consistent like they've been playing. They, I mean, right here, the best uh, postseason winning percentage in NFL history, the Ravens are leading at 5 and 7 with a 0.682%. Then the Packers, 30 and 19. Then the Steelers, 33 and 20. And the 49ers, 30 and 20. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You, you made the Flacco Smith compare tandem. I think they're the, you know, the most dangerous tandem left. In the playoffs. And I know a lot of people argue, you know, you have Manning, you have Demarius Thomas still from next week. You also have Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. Nelson. I know there's a lot of other good ones, but I think that Flacco, because of his um, experience and his poise and Smith, just because of his His um, attitude. He brings a whole other attitude to the game. Yes. He's so passionate about every single play. And if he's not receiving, he's blocking. He doesn't take a play off. And I'm going to tell you one thing with the both of them. Flacco and Smith, they must be butter because they are on a roll. Wow. That's a Stuart Scott reference. I told you I was going to throw some in. I told you I was going to throw some in. I warned you guys. I didn't know that one. Me neither. Stuart, that was a cheesy one. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> another reason Stuart did it so much better than us. Yeah. Uh, I probably... think it wouldn't have been as cheesy if it coming out of his mouth. I yours. agree. I agree. <laughs> I tried, Stuart. I tried. Wait, but you guys didn't answer my question. Do you think Joe Flacco can win, is a Super Bowl winning quarterback right no, now? No, I don't think the Ravens will win the Super Bowl this year. Um, there's too, too much other talent out the there. AFC, but... Yeah. If they defeat the Patriots... I'll be happy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be enough for me. I mean... I would still say... Hmm... I don't know that. That's because the thing is, the Patriots are obviously the favorite. We know Tom so Brady is Mister. Hypothetically, season. let's say the Ravens beat the Patriots, then they would play the winner of the Broncos Colts game, which is probably going to be the Broncos. So hmm, I, I don't, don't know. know about that. Well, okay, we'll get to that later. But let's just say hypothetically. Well, remember, they met okay. up in the postseason two years ago in the AFC Championship, and Flacco did beat Peyton yeah. that time on that long uh, bomb to who is it? Jacoby? I think it was Jacoby Jones. Jones. Yeah. I think Flacco, like you said, I think he's definitely underrated. Um, most road playoff wins 
starting QBs since 1950. Joe Flacco leads with seven and four. Yeah. Um, Justin Forsett, he's had a, an average year. They definitely need to get. Obviously, we talked about this all season long. If you can't establish the run, you're yes. going to struggle. Right. Yeah. So, regardless of Steve Smith's performance, if they can't establish the run, what was Forsett the leading rusher? Yeah, he, yeah, it, it was pitiful. Yards. Sixteen carries for thirty-six yards, which is an average of about two point one yards per yeah, carry. Yeah. So obviously, fumbled. they they didn't really get much of a um, run game going. Yeah. Which so. Is, which is going to be critical. Yes. It's going to be critical. Because I, want, a good run I, I want them to win. I don't know if they will beat the Patriots. I think mm. it's going to be a really good game. Yeah. I think so, too. What's yeah. I like to see? You yeah. know, like uh, these games, like 30-17, I'd rather be like 30-28. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely more exciting when it's it's close like that. Um by the way, just to interject real quick, Jim Mora, that was the coach yeah. of the coast. That was playoffs? Yeah. Talking about playoffs? Yeah, you'll have to watch yeah. it, Steph. Yeah, it's funny. Um, okay, yeah, so let's move on. Colts defeated the Bengals. You Poor think, Bengals, man. Who yeah. chose the Bengals? Four straight... I don't think I, I, I don't think anyone uh, no yes. somebody told, chose the Bengals I, probably thought I, I have the picture I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll look that up real quick and speaking of another you know speaking of other quarterbacks that are underrated um, and I'd say Andy Dalton I'm going to say and the reason I'm going to say Andy Dalton <laughs> that is because Bengals. he four years consecutively has taken his team into the playoffs now granted will, they've all okay, had first so round exits they've all had first round exits I understand so, that so okay no let me ask you then if you think that Andy Dalton is an underrated quarterback, then what do you think is the problem with the Bengals? Why can't they make it past the first round? Well, I, I, I think part of it is they need to establish a much stronger run game. You can't rely on AJ Green and um, Manu and um, what you know Dalton to carry them offensively. Yeah, but they have Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. I was going to say, I know, but Jeremy Hill, though, the thing about Jeremy Hill though is he's inconsistent. I love Jeremy Hill, but he's very inconsistent. Right, well, we saw that. He disappeared in the second half. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's part of it. He, uh, he needs a consistent bat. Well, I mean, I, and this to take nothing away from Jeremy Hill. I think he's a great player. But if, if he, like you're saying, what does he need in order for them to be contenders? A consistent run game. And also their defense. I don't know how much of a believer I am in their defense as well. Any great team that goes deep in the playoffs has some form of great defense. I don't know how many yards they gave up on Sunday. But um, um, Indy, Indy had 482 total yards of offense, whereas Cincy had 254. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Indy's time of possession, 34 minutes. Cincy's 25. Indy is, was 1-4 in, in the red zone. Cincy was 1-1 one one in the red zone. Indy was six and so both of they were pretty average on uh, yeah, third down conversion, six and fourteen and six and fifteen. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Colts, but even with that, the passing the Colts had three hundred sixty eight yards passing. The Bengals had one hundred forty four passing. So it's like, does he need receivers? Like, what are you saying he needs if you think he's really that good? Because. I don't think he's that good. I, 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 no, no, no. I, I'm saying this. I, 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 you know, first of all, anytime you have a quarterback that takes you to the playoffs uh, four consecutive years, they're doing something right. Now, granted, they're not advancing Mark in the Sanchez. playoffs. He did that the first two years, and he took you to the AFC champion. He took you guys the following year as well. I believe it was three. Okay, I who I he's, could be wrong. He's so I think it was two. I think it was three. I was going to say he's irrelevant, but he did kind of resurrect his career with the Eagles. But anyways, um, no, he didn't. He it was a disaster again. He played like two good games, and everybody thought he was the. Man. I'm just waiting for the butt fumble part two. But anyways, um, you know, like well, I said, I'm, I'm just saying that just that because a quarterback takes them to a playoff game, if they can't do it, and if like they're a, I don't know, I feel like you get the team fired up, you make it happen if you're that quarterback. I don't okay, think so this is my question. I don't think then. he's enough of a leader, exactly, to take his team. I think that's the I think problem. That's, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think he's got skills, but like you have to be a leader. You get your offense fired up. You get your defense fired up. Look at Cam Newton. I mean, look at the Panthers. He got his whole team fired up, and, and they won. And the, the Bengals have a much, much Stronger better offense yes, yes. Than, than the Panthers do. So I disagree with you on that for sure. No, I, well, well yeah, let me ask you. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. Let me ask you guys this. Um, name, other than the, the, the top four, top five elites, name another quarterback that you would rather have take you into the postseason. Joe Flacco. Other, other than uh, other than Andy, well, we just yeah, he was not in our top five Andrew quarterbacks. Russell top fiver. Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford. 
Stafford? Yeah. yeah. Really? I think Stafford is actually more inconsistent than Andy Dalton is, to be honest. He played well in He's that a great play- player. He played well in that playoff game, though. His offensive line he, couldn't protect him at the end. No, he he was playing poorly in this this season. He played amazing yesterday. Well, the thing the thing with Stafford, I, I think the thing with Stafford, I would I just don't. He like I can't get behind slump. Andy Dalton. I just can't. Well, I, I wouldn't want to get behind him, but you know, I I, I think that. <laughs> That was weird. Um, I th- <laughs> You're the only one that physically could get behind him in that sense. I don't get it. But anyways, oh. um, all right. So anyways, back to the back to the redhead. Um, the red rocket. The red rocket. It, oh, doesn't that mean? All right. So anyways, um, <laughs> this is getting bad. Um, you know, it always happens is, to you. Kevin. I know it really does. Uh, I'll just put it like this, Andy Dalton. If I were you, I would not be tripping this off season because, like gravy on a biscuit, it's all good. <laughs> Another, Another Stewart Scott. That one was very blatant. It wasn't delivered. It wasn't delivered as well. I think well, it's all the delivery. It, was, it is. Yeah, it's I can't, all good. I cannot. It's all good. Um, we appreciate you trying, but maybe we do. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Bengals to me are like they kind of remind me in a way of the Bears. They have so many mm. good offensive players, but just can't who would you do pick, it? Jay Cutler oh, or Andy Dalton? If you had that, to pick one, oh. who would you want for you? Wow. That's a really difficult question, actually. And, you know what? I think I, think I would go, oh, I I think would I'd go with Andy Dalton there. Um, yeah, Cutler. T- Andy's Cutler the highest paid. Just, oh, man. Cutler sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, but he was good at some point. Like Sometimes was, he was, plays good. Everyone has a good right, day. But, like, overall. <laughs> even, even, yeah. But some, I feel like overall. He's a more a higher caliber quarterback. He's just been playing terrible. Yeah, that that's what I mean. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, no, no. Anyway. I'll, I'll just say this, you know, like a lollipop. Jay Cutler sucks. That was not that was not Stuart Scott. That was mine, but it was horrible. I will never say that again. Anyways, Uh, okay. So the Colts are facing the Broncos (laughs) in Denver. I think the Colts are going to win. I think they're going to get smashed. Okay. Um. Damn, she said smashed. Yeah, I don't know. I just the Colts are they're not a dominant. They're not a dominant team to me. Um, they're a good team. They beat the Bengals. That's not really saying too much. Even though the Bengals beat the Broncos, you know, what was it, our last Monday night football game? Yeah, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like the, the Colts are kind of soft. I don't know. I, I I think you're looking at one of the best quarterbacks of the of this generation. Yeah, that's... but it's it's more than just the quarterback, Kevin. Oh, the team overall. I'm oh, yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah you match up the Colts defense too. against the Broncos defense. The Broncos defense are far more superior. But I've seen the Broncos have some games this year offensively that were kind of and and not even going against a plus uh, defenses that were kind of yeah. Uh, but they got they have had a break. They've had this bye week to get everyone back healthy. The last time the Broncos faced the Colts in preseason was when Julius, well, I think it was Julius Thomas had three or maybe it was Emmanuel Sanders. One of them had three touchdowns just that guy alone against the Colts. They, they demolished them. I mean, obviously it was preseason. It doesn't really, nobody counts preseason really, but well, I just think I, I that's my analysis of it. I think the Colts are kind of soft. I, I, I think the Colts are soft defensively. I think they're very strong offensively. I, yeah, I, I, I would, I would. But, want it the, go, but your defense going up an, against an offense that the Bro- the Denver Broncos bring. No, I if you have a that. soft defense. I, I, I do agree. But see, this is the thing. Yeah, I, to attest to what you I said, think they're gonna when win. going against Peyton Manning, you kind of have to pick your poison because any given game, it could be three touchdowns to Julius Thomas, three touchdowns to Demarius Thomas, to Emmanuel Sanders, to Wes Welker. I mean, or he could have whoever. a terrible game. Which he does. And that's what I was saying. Uh, uh, It was a few uh, few weeks ago. I forgot who they played, but he was just horrible. It was the Bengals. We were talking about should he retire? Yeah, that that was when they lost to the Bengals. So sometimes Peyton does. 
does kind of like he looked in the Super Bowl this last. You know, sometimes he has those when it doesn't look characteristic of Peyton Manning. And if he if the Colts just happen to catch him on one of those days, and they have a very strong, high powered offense, it's a possibility it can happen. Yeah, no, you're right. Just like we've been saying this whole time, anything can happen. Really, um, I'm not ruling them out. I just think with a soft defense against an offense like the Broncos and. With Peyton Manning had this bye week, he's been able to rest, he's been able to recuperate any sort of injuries that he may have had. Um, I just don't see them being able to pull that off. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I think, think we need to make a little friendly bet around that one. That's a little bit of a passion one for All you. Right. All right. You're wearing a Jets jersey if the Colts win. Boom. That's fine with me because okay. I know it's not going to happen. Okay. All right, I had to wear a Chargers shirt, so that doesn't yeah, get any worse than that. You. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even it like embarrassing. Me. Yeah, whatever. whatever. So let's talk to pro- talk about, I should say, the most controversial game of Wild Card Weekend, which was the Cowboys Lions. So before we even get into anything about the game, let's talk about that call where the flag was thrown. They called pass interference, and then it was overturned with no explanation. And then Des Bryant runs onto the field with no helmet on, and nothing's called there either. So, and the the Lions you, the Lions were on at fourth and one at that point in time. If they would have got that call, it would they would have had automatic. Or yeah, so third and one. So they would have had an automatic first down. They would have been able to score. I think they were. It was twenty to seventeen at that time. Right. And it, you know it would have changed the game dramatically because. I think they were in. They were close to a, a field, the field goal field position at that time too. So either way, they would have been able to either get a touchdown or a field goal, and that obviously changed the momentum of the game. Uh, what do you? What are your? What's your reaction well, to the that? Is, the thing you guys re- don't realize is that the referees, and this was actually, um, uh, you know, it came out disclosed after the game. The referees were actually on Jerry Jones's payroll. And you know they, I, that made a Come huge on. factor. Okay, they were not. It wouldn't um, surprise me though because I mean, that but was that happens that, any, like no, but that never that was like the worst call. I thought those were the replacement refs out there. Remember when the fell Mary? Yes, that's yeah, what that's what it reminded you know me of when that, I saw you know that. How many times there's a bad call? No, no, no. Yes, but the, the difference it, it was, is, and well, they threw the flag and then picked it up. No, it'd be no. One thing if they never called I've it at all. I've seen that happen before. No, no, no. The difference is. It happens. Well, they will throw a flag and pick it up. But they threw the flag. They called the penalty aloud and then recalled it. Yeah. That never happens. Yeah. It was something that's never, never been seen. I was even watching some NFL commentators talk about it. They said they've never seen yeah. anything like that before. All the guys I, on yeah. our show said they had never seen that. They yeah. never call it out loud. And, and then, then retracted. Did, did, yeah. did you hear? Did you read what the refs said about it? They said that the one guy had a better look at the play. But no, no, you no. look at that play, and, and yeah. I was watching Sports Center earlier, and they read the actual definition of what pass interference is, and it was exactly what that guy was yeah. doing. He was fending the defender, not the ball. You have to look right. for the ball no, and play that. the ball. Yeah. But when I and saw was... the first thing I saw in that play actually was a face miss. Did you guys see that part? Mm-hmm. If, if you watch at first, it looks like the Lions put his hand in the face mask of the Cowboys. So when I thought that it was getting overturned, I thought they were like, oh, they saw the face mask because it happened first. So at first I was kind of like, oh, they saw it. Yeah. But um, no, I get it. And I get the hubbub and I get maybe it's never happened, but I also get that like it's a part of the game. You know, it could have happened to any team. I mean, I get it. The refs are like, if you think these really? are the first refs that might be on someone's payroll that might have been coerced to make some sort of call, like if you think that never ever happened before in NFL history, I think you're a little deluded. But like, it's part of the game. See, to, to say to, I understand what you're saying, Steph. And at the end of the day, you got to realize refs are human beings, yeah. just like all of us, which means that we are vulnerable to making erroneous um, calls and things of that sort. But you do also have to realize when something is blatantly obvious as well. I mean, this was unequivocally, undeniably, indubitably pass interference. I mean, there's no way... Do you have any other vocab any, words you want to throw yeah, in there? I was, I, I but was, there's I was, been other plays... That was Stephen A. Smith maybe, right there. Maybe there hasn't but, been a flag thrown and a call played in it, but there's been other plays that have been like... Controversial. I understand. Everyone else Steph. would have been indubitably or whatever word you said <laughs> <laughs> No, that they made the wrong call. It's part of the game. 
game. You of can't. course. Like, who knows that next play, they could have fumbled the ball, and the Cowboys could have got a pick six. Like, whatever right. was supposed to happen in that game did. And yes, the Lions, that was the, the other. should have been able to convert on fourth and one then. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't just fold and be pissed off. You have to, at no. that point in time, be your strongest and get that freaking yard. You're right, and that's what a lot of people have been saying. Like, Terrell Davis on our show was saying, you're, you're taught that whatever the call is, you forget about it and you move on, and you, you stick to the plan, right. stick to the goal, and you move on. And so maybe, you know, that was the issue for the Lions, is they were still upset about that play and couldn't get, you know... You're a grown-ass man playing in the NFL. You have to let it go and play what you're paid to do and get a yard. I I think that the refs made the wrong call, and I think it's kind of screwed up that they actually did that, and and it was allowed, and then the no-call for Dez being on the field with no helmet, like, all of that kind of stuff was a little... Yeah, all that kind of stuff was a little sketchy, but it's no excuse for the Lions not yeah. being able to perform. Because the Lions did have many chances after yeah, that it's yeah. like to that score one and get in. But then again, you also have to understand, though, as a you know, as a football player, any you know, when, when you're when you're going down the field, the momentum is on your side, and you have something just taken from you like that. I understand, like Terrell Davis says, you're supposed to forget about it, go back and that, but it's hard. Yeah, it is hard just to say, oh well, yeah, whatever. We're going to just go back and get you. Literally had a, a twenty-five yard, thirty-yard play just taken from you that was blatantly obvious. So it's hard just to come back in, regroup, and you're getting paid millions of dollars I to understand. get over that being hard. Yeah, I but completely it's still, understand. It's playoffs. It's a punch in the gut, and it's yeah. It's that's, still, that's what separates. I'm not saying it was a good call by any means. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I am disagreeing with the the with the the lines. Maybe could have won the game or like no. Like, I don't it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. And they also you never could have won the game if they didn't drop a bunch of passes and if they came out strong. And they, I, I understand. No. You know what I, I mean? I agree like, with you. No, there's they, a lot of factors. Yeah, exactly. There's a yeah, lot of factors. That's what I'm saying. But, like, so many people, because ways. something like this happens, they make the whole game well, right. without this one the, call, which I don't agree with. Right. So the point we're making is the call was wrong. The refs messed up. But the Lions... There's no they excuse. Had they had every that chance after yeah. that. Exactly. I mean, who knows? Maybe, I mean, the NFL is, you know, somewhat on top of things that have been happening. Maybe there'll be a way in the future to do something if something like this happens. You know well, what I mean? Well, I was surprised that Jim Caldwell didn't try to challenge that. You, can't, you can't challenge you can't. A, a penalty. You, can you can't. Only, you cannot. Yeah, you can't challenge a penalty at all. You That's can just only so challenge. What can you challenge. You can challenge. You know, um, the the spot of ball, um, oh, out of bounds. Okay. You can uh, whether it's a, a catch. I see. But you know, yeah, like you can. So you, but okay, you can't call, okay. uh, challenge penalties. Yeah. So maybe yeah, that, that, will, that maybe that sense. will change. But then again, if that changes, no, like, that, yeah, they, they would never do that. Yeah, they would never do that. There's got to be a way. There's got to be something that will be rectified from that, but yeah. I mean, it's it's part of the game. Yeah, trust me, I'd be pissed. No, I'd be I super agree. pissed, but in the same sense, I'd want to use that piss well, to fuel a fire to get. It was a yard. We're talking about a yeah. yard. Well, a lot of times got the yard. What happens and is the, the, you guys. The, I know they don't say this out, but sometimes referees are actually or officiate uh, um, uh, um, are actually reprimanded. And when I say reprimanded, they're not necessarily to the point where they get fired or anything of that sort. But they don't. They're not. Allowed Allowed to um, to ref like you know playoffs or final series or even that you know they um, they have files and things like this kind of like any normal like person that slip. works you get a not a pink slip but like or you like get a write up or like you know slip. things of that sort. But these referees are still subject to you know some form of repercussion. So I'm not you know just know that they're not getting off scot free from this. There's something that will occur. But yeah, we'll see. Definitely. Um, I. The Cowboys, man, I know that they're going to be playing at Lambeau Field, which is really difficult to, 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 especially, yeah, right now in January. I know. So I just, as much as I dislike Jerry Jones and Tony Romo and the Cowboys, I do on the other side of the coin really like DeMarco Murray. And I think Des Bryant is an amazing player. And I kind of, like, in a way, want them... I, I, I don't know. Actually, I don't want to say that because I really love the Packers. I don't want the Cowboys to win, but I I feel like they might. I feel like they might, too. 
I I don't know if I want to choose them or not yet. I like how we're on upset alert in here today. I I, I think I honestly think that the, the first of all you got to realize Aaron Rodgers is a prime MVP candidate. Might as well just I give him the award because I love Aaron Rodgers and I think that he I, I think he's at the top of his game right now. He, he's peaking in his career and I think this is really this this is this is his year. And um, also another thing you, you know what realize, I noticed Kevin is you tend to like. Based the whole game off of the quarterback. Well, one thing you there's have to realize, a lot of other factors. Of course, Tina, it's a team sport, but you got to realize it, it relies on your quarterback, especially in the postseason. Right. You need that leadership. You need those intangibles that a quarterback um, right. can bring to a team. Yes. Those no, are vital I'm not saying that 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 doesn't count, but I, like I said, mentioned a little bit earlier. I think that the Packers defense, there's a lot of holes there. And the Cowboys' offensive line is the best offensive line, arguably, but I think they're the best offensive line in the league right now. How how much time does Tony Romo have to throw the ball? I think I think the Broncos have a pretty good offensive line too. Compared to the Cowboys, no, no, No. you're ridiculous. Tony Romo is like he could like sew a blanket back there before he throws the ball. Well, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty unanimous choice. Thought that the the or I mean sorry the Cowboys offensive line is is the best in the league, and so it's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a really good matchup because unless Tony Romo doesn't show up, because there's right. times where he doesn't show up right. and it's a disaster. Exactly. But if Tony which, Romo which, is so which on, goes back to my point on how vital the quarterback is. Right. To I was the just going right. to say that. So this is a case where it is. Right. A, a lot to do has a lot to do with the quarterback for them because he also, he's been playing well. If he can stay on that track, um, the Cowboys have a great shot. He's been playing well, but he had a slow start to this game. He did. He wasn't playing well the first two. It was old school Tony Romo, and then all of a sudden it's like he got it together. Yep. So we'll see if he shows up. If him and the Cowboys show up, I bet you're right. They might win. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I haven't decided which way I'm going to go on that game yet because. It's really hard for me to pick against the Packers at home, I th- um, and against Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and all the guys that he has to throw to. Ah, but it is, but it's hard. Eddie Lacy, but the thing is, you know, the like, thing is, you got to realize though, and this is kind of not Rodgers' fault, but Green Bay doesn't have a top defense. Right, you know? that's what I said. And the thing is, you know, even if even if Romo has a subpar game. You, you know, you got DeMarco Murray. That yeah, can run and you know what? I don't have the note. I don't have the notes, but I think the Packers' run defense is not very good. Yeah, I mean their defense overall is really not that good. But right, yeah. but I think specifically their run defense yeah. struggles, oh, and okay. and it's hard going so up the against concern. the number one rusher in the entire exactly. league right now, the most exactly. dominant running back in the entire league. Yeah, you're right because the Jets almost beat the Packers in the beginning of the season, all because of a bad call. Uh, no one remembers that game. Was that before so, Rogers said relax? No, it was. It, but it was the same situation with a bad call because yeah. only the head coach and the quarterback are supposed to be called, be able to call timeout, mm. and the offensive coordinator called timeout, and the That's ref right. gave it to him. So that again, that call could have won us the game. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's that's that's very true. Would have, could have, should have. So but let's let's jump like into predictions, you guys. Well, Lambo, you got to realize predictions. <laughs> and now you're after Buzz TV. Okay, so Steph, I'll start with you. All right. Since Thaddeus is not here, we'll just get his predictions later. But so He's let's cut. let's start with the Panthers. In Seattle, who are you taking? Really? I want to say Panthers. I don't know why. Go for it. I'm, I'm going with the Panthers. Kevin? Legion of Boom. I mean, I want to say Panthers, but I also want to beat Christina Cat. But uh, uh, I, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I just, I don't think the Panthers have enough I offensive weapons. You know what they I mean? Don't. They're gonna get and crushed. their defense is sketchy too. But but you never know. Like I said before, any given Sunday, you never know what could happen. Yeah. So okay, next up we have um, Colts at Broncos. I'm picking the Colts for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, two up- upsets in a row for you. That's okay. Wow. We're not winning any really? money at the end of these picks, so I might as well pick with my heart. We should place another bet. Um, I'm going with Omaha. Yeah, I don't want to have the same picks as Kevin, but it's looking that way. Hey, 
Um, it's okay to follow in my footsteps. Nothing wrong with that. Ravens at Patriots. <sighs> no one will be upset with you if you choose the Patriots. No, I can't do it. I'm picking the Ravens. Steph, you're going for all upsets. I love it. I, I love just can't it. pick the, Ra- the Patriots. It's yeah. like I'll melt. Um, Bill Belichick is a beast. <laughs> I'm going Ravens. Yeah, I got it, girl. I just the Ravens in the I may playoffs. I'm the only one to win all of them this week. Mm, no, okay. don't get ahead of yourself. Uh, the Ravens in the Isn't playoffs. That one more game? Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. just was gonna make a little point real quick. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, like go ahead. <laughs> the Ravens in the playoffs are just they're another they're on another level as far as their team's mentality. So I just I don't know. I really feel like they're gonna beat the Patriots and. You know, the most anticipated game, I think, out of all of them. Uh, Cowboys in Green Bay. Ah, son of a... Mm. I know, it's difficult. I don't want to pick first. You guys go first this time. I mean, I'll say this. Do you know what's colder than Lambeau Field? The other side of the pillow. Um, Aaron Rutt. <laughs> it wasn't the right it way to the right deliver way. it, but I true. got where you were going. Yeah, you're taking, I think, I think so you're taking in. the I'm taking Packers. Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay all the way. You know what? I'm going to go with what I really want to go with, my gut. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I just, I don't know why. I just feel like... I think these are the boldest predictions <laughs> yeah. that you have made. Why not? It's, I love it's it. more fun to go with these bold predictions than to stick with the safe home teams. Tina, you know? You know I've been going with the bold predictions all season, and y'all know my record. So. Uh, but I also <laughs> went with a couple bold predictions last week, and you saw my record. Oh, so. uh, okay. I saying. don't know who I want to win. You're going with upsets. You might as well keep it going. You might as well keep it going. I kind of feel like the Packers are going to win, but I kind of want the Cowboys to win. Hey, go, go for them boys. Go for them boys. Cowboys. All righty. How about them Cowboys? I mean, who the hell is going to be in the Super Bowl then? You guys. Wait, wait, wait. I want to leave you guys with this. I think this was the best thing that I've seen that Stuart Scott has says. When you die, it doesn't mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. Yep. I thought that probably one of the best sums it up. Sums up um, again our love for Stuart Scott. Yes. Love you, Stu. And we will be back next week with more playoff coverage. We'll be getting into the divisional round. I want to change my picks. Um, And Kevin will be four for four this week. No, definitely not, guys. Tell them where they can find you. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Steph Z with an F. Instagram, Twitter at Hey Kevin John, and you can find me at on Instagram and Twitter at Tina Cap. We will see you next week with another round of playoffs. Now you guys don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 